What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1103 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Phil Lichtenberger from Scanner School. You may recognize that name if you've listened to my other podcast, the Smart Passive Income Podcast, because Phil was actually a guest on that show talking about his success with his recent podcast that he started to help people just understand more about the scanner hobby industry, which is where Phil came from. He's always my classic example for how you don't need to podcast in a large niche to do very, very well. Phil has super fans now. He's got just an amazing Facebook group and people who show up for all of his lives now as a result of his podcast, and now he's trying to do more. However, as we all know, as we try to do more, there's only so much time to do these things. So what do we do? How do we manage that? We're gonna talk with Phil, get an update from him, but also talk about, well, what can he do next? Where should he focus and this should be a good conversation that a lot of you uh, could potentially relate to as well. So here he is, Phil Lichtenberger from the Scanner School podcast. And check him out also at scannerschool.com. Phil, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me back, Pat. Yeah, and back not because you were on Ask Pat, but because you were featured in episode 311 of the SPI podcast titled How to Build an Audience with Your Hobby. You have a website and a business called Scanner School podcast, same name. And it's, it's awesome. And just really quick, remind people, what do you do? I do a bunch of things. But as far as what you talk about with Scanner School, it's a podcast. Again, thanks to you, Pat, because by listening to SPI, I kind of got interested in podcasting. And I said, well, I could probably do this for my own thing. And we're getting close to episode number 100. So as you and I record this, I'm at 89. So 100 is just around the corner. Yeah, it's 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 good. It'd be nice to hit triple digits. Congrats. And, and I remember you posted in, you. The, in the Facebook group for uh, for Power Podcasting that you like you have like super fans now in your space. I do. And I actually have the trifecta on your latest book. So I've got the digital, the print, and the audio book. And I'm an audio book fan. So I listened to it in about two days. It took me to listen to the book. And as I was going through it, I put into practice what you were talking about in there. And I mean, it pays off immediately as what you have in, in the book. So even though I had a couple of super fans already, just doing what you were showing really, you know, amps it up that much further. So thanks again for putting that book out there. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for saying that. So where, where are you at now? Tell us what's going on and we'll see what we can do to help you. Sure. So I wrote to you about a couple of things, but the latest thing I wrote to you about was Keyword research is really way over my head. I know you've talked about it a few times in the past, but you know I want to make sure that the content that I'm putting out there, I mean, I'm going to say it's, it's greedy. I want people to be able to read my content, right? I want to be able to get out there. But the flip side of it is I want people to see the content because what I'm putting out there, I believe, can help more people understand the scanner radio hobby, which is what my podcast is all about. And trying to understand, you know, I mean, I think I know what people are looking for. I mean, I go through you know, Facebook groups and I try to ask the public. I ask the public is very limited as to what's being asked on my topic. I hang out on some on some uh, national forums and that stuff. So I go through a lot of the newbie sections on there, a lot of the ask questions, the how questions, the why questions, and I use those as topic building. But you know, you always say, you know, the keyword research is what you and your team does in order to write better articles and to make sure that they're out in front of people. But to me that just seems like it's it's a mystery to me. Yeah. It's like a science. And I just don't get it. What have you tried so far? Well, I've tried going on, say, um, you know, looking at YouTube videos and how to do keyword research. I've got a couple of those really limited uh, trials. I tried, I haven't really 
gotten too far into those because I've been afraid to sign up for the trials because I knew I was not going to be able to understand it right away. So I really didn't want to take advantage of those pieces of software before then. But just really like just going to Google and just start typing the question to see where Google Auto fills it in. And other than that, I've just been writing just basically what I my gut feeling is what somebody is looking for. But I've learned in the past that just because I think that's what somebody's looking for, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right phrasing to use. I think with your particular industry, there's a few things that to me just make complete sense in terms of keywords. For example, taking a particular piece of tech, like a scanner or something in your industry, and just adding the word review or demo on top of that, right? Like those are things that people are likely searching for. Are you creating content to support those searches? I actually have. I did create some content to uh, do those two new radios that came out, and I did a an unboxing, and I did a review page, and I actually bought the domain with the radio name plus review at the end of it. And it ranked really well on Google, but my problem with timing just happened to be that I couldn't keep the page up going, and now I'm like two or three pages deep into Google by the time you find it. But I started strong doing that, but you know, I, I haven't really followed up with too much on those as well. Yeah, I mean, that's where I would start with those kinds of things. And like, I wouldn't even get to the point where you need to get the domain name for for the other thing. I know that was a popular strategy back in the day. I mean, I did that with security guard training and I even have a website about in-ear headphones and like other things that were kind of random like that. And and honestly, since you are in this space and you have an authority website, you should be utilizing that authority website and, and not worrying about the other domains. Maybe it could be useful because you have a you have a podcast and you can use that to forward to the tutorial slash demo slash review on your website. And and the key thing about keeping your pages up there for longer is to have meatier content that is everlasting. Meaning, I don't know, and I haven't seen any of these demos or reviews that you've done, but extensive reviews and 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 spending time to make them really, really great talking about all the things. And if you have, you and you can have multiple parts too as well. So for example, maybe there's a first look and you get and you unbox it and it's called unboxing the blank, whatever the name of the tool is, and then first impressions. And then it's just a, 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 a your take on the first impressions with a few images. The images are also going to be using an alt text that is matching the keyword. So that's another important thing. So that, again, Google goes there and basically they have these things that crawl through your website and go, okay, let, let's see how relevant this post is about this topic. And what, what they end up doing is they go, okay, it seems kind of relevant. Let's put it in the higher end on the search results and see if it gets any clicks. And if it gets clicks, great, it's gonna stay there. If not, or if people, um, I mean, there's so there's like a million factors, right, Phil, in SEO. That's how long a person is on that website, which is why that longer content is better, or helping people go from one article to the next. That's why a first look is good because then you can come out with like the extensive demo and review and and have both linked to each other, which adds kind of a Wikipedia style element to your website, you know, of different crossover things that do relate to each other. But then there's the factors of, you know, how people are clicking through. So the impressions that there are on Google versus the number of people who actually click through is really important. That click through rate is gonna be really important too. And I'll tell you, the hardest thing about all this is Google's not really helping us, meaning, you might search for a topic now and you don't even see the first result until you scroll down because you see Google's like description of it. And then you see a whole like array of links to Amazon and then you see an ad and then another ad. And it's like, even if you have the first result, 
it's not going to work as well. I'm, I'm guilty of that too. It's yeah, because I do pay for ads for other projects I'm working on. So, you know, the, the whole shopping thing that we're talking about. And then if you hit with my website with Scanner School, which is great, now I have that extended meta on there. So it's almost like that whole first half of the Google result is just all of you know me and my extra pages that are in there. So it definitely does pad it up, but not to cut you off, but just to go back to what you've been saying, so with the domain name, it, it does point, I think we talked about this on one of your office hours. So I took that advice and I created the review page internal to my scanner school page. Perfect. And basically what the domain name does is it just points right to that blog post. So um, it's easier just to you know say, here's the webpage on the podcast, and then it takes them right to the pod, uh, that actual page. I did do a first review on one of the products, which was basically just a couple of JPEG images, which is really all we had at the time. And I made probably about a five-minute YouTube video on that and just had the pictures you know, sliding in and out, zooming in and out, just showing the key features of the radio. So that was one of the reviews I've done. The other one I did was a really poor experiment where I did a live unboxing on Facebook. And it was about an hour and a half long because I was unboxing it, answering questions, giving my real time, like this is my initial thoughts on the product. And then I ripped the video off of Facebook and reposted it to YouTube where it just got basically demolished, you know, by comments. So I, it was a really, lear really good learning experience where it might work great for Facebook, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work just as well someplace else. So that review has to get redone, but it also needs to be updated because it's been out for a year. So I need a follow up to my initial. So. Yeah, I mean, and again, because you're in a product space, that is where I would start and honing in on what those demo videos and those reviews are like and, and fine tuning them, even creating a system so that when a new product comes out, you just go, okay, new product, let's do it. And you you know what to do already is gonna be is gonna be helpful. And and I'm glad that you're experimenting too. That's that's the biggest thing. You're seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. I would also look at some pro reviewers of products on YouTube just to get it kind of get a feel for the flow and how it kind of works. There's some great reviewers like Unbox Therapy and MKBHD. Now, those are higher level. They have a lot of money. They can put a lot of team effort behind those. So even looking at one podcast stage is, or is it, it might be pod stage or podcast stage. He does a lot of podcast reviews on gear and things like that. But he's just really to the point and they're short, but, but you get what you need. And they rank really high for all of those products. He might be a good sort of person to analyze to see how he's doing his reviews for his podcasting stuff, you being in the scanner stuff. And so that, that could be a good sort of a lead for you to kind of check out. But going back to what we were talking about earlier, keyword research, I mean, it's not as important as it used to be. And it's because of what we were just talking about. You know, I think that now business is starting to shift toward community, starting to shift toward having fans and repeat customers and you're doing all those things, which I think is fantastic. And what the beauty of that is, I mean, you could spend, you know, 10 hours a week focused on keyword research and what to write about next and, and those kinds of things. Or you could spend those 10 hours really getting to know your community, really getting to know your audience, engaging them to a point where they're likely going to invite new warmer people in that are going to be at a higher level than anybody knew that comes in cold from from Google. But obviously there's like best practices, right? So making sure to include those important keywords based on what you know people are searching for and keyword research tools are great. I think just going with the autofill at a minimum is a fantastic strategy. Google is basically saying, hey, you should write about these topics, right? Versus um, you trying to guess and then scrolling all the way to the bottom of those Google searches 
to the related searches are gonna give you another piece of the puzzle as well because that's basically Google telling you, hey, in addition to this specific phrase, like here are some other phrases that might be interesting for you to talk about. And they may or may not be related to what you're talking about, but they are related. And so that's important to know as well. And again, these are all free. Anybody can do this right now. And so that's just, you know, th- these little things go a very long way over time. But I mean, you could get access to a tool like Ahrefs and spend, you know, $100 a month to get access to that to really define like, here are the 40 keywords that relate to this one topic that, you know, it's just kind of sometimes it's over the top, I think. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that right now. Um, that could be something to invest in in the future. But for right now, I think at a minimum, it's these product demo reviews that are going to be key for you and and establish your expertise in the space, as well as just fun strategies and tips using those items, which then can reference back those items and the reviews on them, plus getting involved with your community and actually not going to places that are outside of your community to find out what to write about, but going to your people, going to those super fans that you've built and and having them guide you and they're gonna bring new people in themselves. Right, in fact, I even have them, uh, I do a once a month segment where I kind of steal it from, stole from you a little bit. I have Ask Scanner School. I wonder where I got that idea from. But it's a once a month segment where I have people either use SpeakPipe or a local telephone number, they can leave me a voicemail and gets their voice on the podcast to ask a question, and then I respond to it directly. So, you know, it gives me something else too to get other guests on who might be experts in that or just, you know, expand on that topic to come out with something else to talk about. So that's been helping me out as well. And also, I'm bringing back, I used to do a once a month Facebook QA where it was just real time, like, you know, office hours. So, you know, all that's kind of solidify what to talk about, what people are asking for, as well as build the community. So, you know, been trying to do all that. That's great. Have you utilized your podcast and that platform to invite companies on your show and and product owners, product creators, like the inventors of these things? So there's some software out there where I actually just had the project manager of one of the pieces of software come on the podcast. We had a really great interview. So that was good. But some of the the major manufacturers, there's only two really main hardware manufacturers that create these radios. And I've asked and neither one want to answer or get back to me. So that's tough. There was another uh, software company out there that just said, no, I'm not interested in doing this anymore. But they've just recently given up the project and gone to an open source. So somebody else has now taken over that. So I'm going to reach out to him. Yeah. So. You know, I've got a, a list of like a dozen people I would like to ask to come on the podcast still. So I still have to work through that. But it's very tough. It's a very tough market really to, you know, to get some people in. But I do have, you know, related niches to this. So one of them has been monitoring airplane traffic, uh, where basically you you actually track the flights, like with, like with a flight tracker website where you can actually pinpoint. So we can actually do that with our own radio gear. So I had one of the uh, people from that company on and we talked about his hardware and what people can do with it. Another guy runs a airline uh, scanner radio website. So he was on talking about his product and all that stuff too. So, you know, so those kinds of things I did reach out to and, and were able to get those people on. So it, but it's not, I would love to get more of the hardware or the manufacturers and those kinds of things on, but uh, so far they haven't really panned out yet. So I'm kind of hoping once I hit that magic number, you know, of a hundred, it gives me a little bit more of a leg to stand on, I guess, when I come more to credibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. No, I mean, you're doing all the right things, you know, and I think that in this particular niche, it may be a little bit slower than others because of just the nature of it and and the topic. But I mean, you're owning this space right now or you're getting close to that in terms of the content and and the the information that's getting put out there. So I would just continue to lean into that that and who you've become in the space. And 
I don't know if you believe that or not, but I, I do. And it, I see it from my end. I don't know if, and, and I know your fans do too, but I, how do you feel about where you're at in the space right now? I'm curious. Definitely overwhelmed. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Tell me why. What, what do you mean by overwhelmed? So, I mean, I definitely suffer from burnout, which is another one of those things I had, I had asked about earlier when I was submitting the SPAT. So we, we could touch on it right now if you'd like. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I routinely hit a burnout state like every two months. So one of the things I did subscribe to was your Amped Up High, you know, and not to sound like I'm a, I'm a super fan right now, which obviously I am. But so using the tools that you've put into there, right? So I'm actively trying to hunt out somebody now to do the podcast for me. Basically, I just want to sit there, record. I want to edit the technical stuff, but let somebody else, you know, put the sandwich together and serve it on a, on a platter, publish it, you know, blog post it, get it posted, get the images up there. I'm I'm at the point where it's, you know, it's been 88 Sundays of me doing this and I'm, yeah, I'm done with it, right? So I'm kind of actively looking for that right now. But it's just, you know, I, I'll, I'll come out there and I'll say, oh, you know, I have this product that I, I'm working on. So I actually sold a course. And I, I did it as a live course, but I have to go back there and make it in evergreen content. I have to go on there and actually build the teachable. So it's like trying to find time for that. I have a, a bonus piece of content that I was going to put out there and I, I lost my computer that I was building it on. So I have one guy who's like, where is it? Haven't gotten it yet. Haven't gotten it yet. So I keep you know writing down, got to get this done. So it's it's a lot of like things that are out there that I know I would like to be doing, like more reviews or updating my reviews or getting the next piece of the, you know, the project done. So, um, you know, a mastermind group has definitely helped me out through that as well. So I can't, I can't recommend anybody, you know, trying to find a mastermind. And, uh, again, that's something else that came together from the SPI community was, uh, in one of the Facebook groups, I don't know which one it was, but somebody was saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to put a, a mastermind group together. And this person actually grabbed everybody's availability. He charted it out and, uh, I was able to find three other guys who are other fans of yours. And, you know, we now have our uh, armadillos, we call ourselves the armadillos uh, mastermind group. Nice. Dude, that makes me so happy. That's so cool. We're actually meeting tonight. Yeah, we're meeting tonight in a couple hours. So they're all kind of jealous. I'm on talking with you right now. Hey, tell so, them all I said hello and, and, and thank we'll you. We'll definitely do that. Yep, we'll definitely tell that. On Overwhelm, and, you know, some of these things were decisions that you made. Some of these things were unexpected surprises and not, you know, just adding to, to all of it. And then there's all the possibilities, the opportunities that are in front of you as well, which is, I know, just irking at you because it's like, if only these things were done, I could finally start doing these things that I really want to do. And I think, you know, I, th I think what needs to happen is, number one, if you haven't done this already, write down all the things that are just on your mind that need to go away. I would put one on a post-it note and then I would take those post-it notes and go, okay, of all of these, which one am I going to focus on tomorrow? or the next time I have time and just only see that one, work on that one until that one's done. As soon as that one is done, rip it up to shreds and throw it in the garbage. And then you move on to the next one. You're gonna see progression toward these things that you do wanna do because these, these things are now being taken care of. And I think just sometimes we have so much going on in our brains that we, we forget to, okay, let's, let's organize what's going on and, and let's tackle them and, and let's get it done. And I think that that's going to slowly get you away from the overwhelm and hopefully to that point where again, in two months, you're not overwhelmed, but you're actually excited because you're like, wow, I have a little bit more freedom now. And honestly, I have to do that every once in a while too, because I have the sort of likelihood of saying yes to more things than I should. And so I get to the point where I go, okay, well, let's, let's put everything on the table, like literally and go, okay, well, what needs to happen? What, do I have to give up? What do I need to do now before anything? And what what is the, like what's going to just take a few minutes that I can tackle 
tonight and, and those kinds of things. And once you start to see them, you can start to organize them a little bit. And and some of those things I can do on my own. Some of those things I, I honestly need to ask help for or a favor for. And only when I see them, then I can handle them. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I definitely agree with that as 100%. I do the exact same thing now with myself as I have a, I have a VA who's, you know, helped me out. I just hired somebody to, to Google ads for me because I can't even bother with that anymore. Great. You're chipping away. I am definitely chipping away at it. In fact, even with my mastermind goals, it was starting to be like everybody would have like two or three goals, you know, one primary and then maybe like three, three secondary goals. And I'm the guy who's like, yeah, here's 27 things I want to get done this week, you know, and it would just, it would just carry over. So, you know, right now I'm only managing, you know, one, one major thing and then three, you know, secondary goals. So good. I have another, another sheet, you know, another reminder tab in my Mac here that just says, you know, business goals and, and they're all just listed in there. So anything that was put on the back burner, but uh, it's, it's definitely, that's the problem, right? That the space that we're in, is just, there's not enough hours in a day and, and I'm, I'm juggling a nine to five. So it's like, I always sit back and go, you know, if I can get rid of the nine to five, I wouldn't get paid for anything, but you know, at least I have time to get everything done. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is true. But even still, I'd probably fill in the gaps. So I'd still be in the same boat, you know? Yeah, so just, I mean, I would recommend from this point forward, and we'll try to, if you don't mind, we can connect with you again Definitely. in a few months to see how you're doing and, and hold you accountable a little bit. But I'd love to see a little bit more breathing room when it comes to, let me focus on this one thing and then I'm gonna conquer that or or move or get through this and then move on to the next one versus, you know, multiple. And it seems like you're heading in the right direction already. And you might even be able to lean in and push in on that focus a little bit more. And and that's honestly what I've had to do as well. And this is why I'm starting to say no to more conferences and, and those kinds of things, because there's just only so much of me to go around and only so much time in the day. And I want to be healthy. I don't want to be overwhelmed because when I'm overwhelmed and stressed out, I'm I'm helping nobody. Right. Right. Yep. Oh, you definitely feel it. It's like it's just you can't do anything at yeah. that point. So. So what's the what's the next thing? Like, what is the next thing on your list right now? Well, my next thing right now is I have to hire somebody to to do the podcast. So I've actually reached out to um, one of the agencies that you recommend. And I mean, just for your information, they've been very slow to respond. So just maybe something that, um, you know, that you're aware yeah, that's, of. Thank you for telling me. So slap around a little bit. It, yeah, I don't I don't know if they're overwhelmed or whatever, but I emailed them on Sunday. So already it's Thursday and I've gotten one response back saying, oh, yeah, we'd like to talk to you. Can we schedule a call for Wednesday, Thursday? I responded back saying Wednesday, Thursday works great for me. You give me a, you know, a, a time and I'll see if it works. And I haven't heard back from them. So, you know, I don't know how well that one's going to work out, but I think you know who I'm talking about. So, yeah. Can you forward me that email so I can just do something with that? Yeah, not a problem. Thank but uh, there was another guy in the AMP group who recommended a couple of people out to reach out to them as well. So I'll be reaching out and see if I can at least get that offloaded. I think if I can offload the podcast, that'll definitely open up. You know, like I said, it's it's my Sundays, basically Sundays recording, editing, creating the images, getting the headliner going, getting everything published, getting it uploaded to Libsyn, getting the the social media stuff getting up and running. How much time will that save you when you have somebody else doing it? It would save me an entire day, basically. So I, I would get back my Sundays. Yeah. So worth fighting through for sure. Oh, definitely. Yep. And okay. it, you know, if, if it costs me a couple hundred bucks a month, it's like to me, that's, you know, if I, if I put dollars and cents to my hours, you know, that's an entire day. That's to me, that's totally, totally worth it. You know, $300 a month, you know, which, which is that what that company would, would have charged, I think, you know, completely a no brainer for me. Cool. Well, let's get a move on with that. But yeah, I love it. So I think where I wanted to go was with what we just talked about was imagine 
the breathing room that will be well, that will happen when you take action on this and you're doing that and you're you're now you're waiting on others so let me see how i can help you with that but yeah we're heading in the right direction phil i can't wait to ch- chat with you again and see what else you open up and and what that does for you i think just for mental health purposes like this is an important thing to do um but even with the goals that you have and all the other things that need your attention it's it we, we got to do it and i think a lot of people listening to this can relate so thank you for being open and vulnerable and, and sharing this here today Oh, not a problem. I want to thank you again for having me back on one of your podcasts. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, man, you got you got them both now, which is cool. And, you know, that's right. We'll have to get you on uh, any of the new ones that come out uh, eventually in the future. But where can people go to find out more about you? So I guess with the podcast is the best way to get a hold of me would be uh, Scanner School, which is my website, ScannerSchool.com. The podcast is called Scanner School. And then you can find me at Twitter, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, Instagram and, and Facebook, all with the same name is uh, Scanner School, except I think Twitter actually has an underscore between them. Everything else is all is all one word. So again, it's scanner school. We'll have it in the show notes. And obviously, if you want to listen to more of the origin story of scanner school, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 311 to check out how to build an audience with your hobby with Phil on the SPI podcast. It was a great episode. I still get comments about that actually. So, so do I. Thanks again, Phil. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks again, Pat. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Phil Lichtenberger. Again, you can find him at scannerschool.com or just look up his podcast, Scanner School. That's all you have to do and check out how awesome he is. Phil, thanks for being a start student, for coming on, being vulnerable, sharing more about your story. And I look forward to hearing more about your 100th episode. Congratulations to you on that. I think you just passed it, uh, actually. Man, so proud of you. Keep up the great work and hopefully we can find even more acceleration in your success here as you start to, enjoy what it's like both pros and cons with success because it you know when you get to this point there are more challenges new opportunities and new challenges that come with that so just proud of you man keep up the good work and to everybody out there taking action we're at the start of a new year here a new decade which means new opportunities for all of us hopefully you are focused and uh, if a podcasting is something you'd love to do i'd love to help you just you know, we have courses. Go to smartpassiveincome.com and just scroll down the page. You'll find some of our favorite courses to help you with your podcast, no matter if you're just starting out or if you have gotten started already. We have Power Up Podcasting, which Phil uh, Phil is a student from, and also Amped Up Podcasting for those of you who want to take it to the next level. Just a lot more going on there too. So just, yeah, get your podcast up and running. It's, it's, it's a perfect time to do that. Anyway, Team Flynn, you're amazing. Take care, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode. Until then, as always... Team Flynn for the win. Peace.